0: There's just so much more to hear.
1: Download our podcast at Dubai Eye 1038.com. Well, Amelia Muller was here. Nice to see you. Good to see you, too. What were you doing over there?
2: Not very busy. Well, you know, I, really? <laughs> I won't even try to compete. No. Yeah, just Lay low and. Uh, hang do, around do, you, do you feel like you're wherever? fairly
1: relaxed now? Because yeah, you're going on holiday, so you not you always relaxed. Yeah, you are. That's true. I think you should maybe, uh, you know, get into the Drive Live Talks legal stuff. Questions today, if you've got a question for Ludmilla, get in touch as soon as uh, possible because it is always busy. If there's anything, put it on a text, send it to 4001 or uh, in via the free app. Two topics, and we'll kick off the first of those in a second. Drive Live Talks legal. Uh, Ludmilla is here from Yamalava and Plethka, as uh, is always the case uh, let's start with D-I-B-O-R-C-E. Divorce, because you're going to handle the uh, NLTs and uh, mine. <laughs> I'll work to...
2: divorce when it's time. <laughs> she's,
1: she's threatened uh, so far. But what's what's new in that world, Liz Miller?
2: Well, there isn't much new, but um, the reason I wanted to discuss this topic is because we've seen, I guess, a more increased number of um, interest in, in or at least requests uh, for divorces by expat uh, couples in right. Dubai. And I guess part of it is just because all of us are living in the UAE much longer as, as, as families. Uh, So there is a question about what can an uh, expatriate couple do in terms of um, ending their marriage, divorcing, uh, in the UAE. So uh, there is a presumption or some kind of uh, belief that Uh, the default rule would apply would be Sharia and then um, there are two aspects of any divorce that that is of most concern to couples one obviously relates to children if they have any children and what happens to the children and then two with regards to monetary assets and the monetary assets uh, 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 break uh, break 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 up into two categories as well and that is one in terms of divvying up the assets that the parties um, have held perhaps in common and joint and then two, some sort of future payments uh, to one or the other spouse so those are the two to I guess issues in general, but with regards to uh, the children, and this is where I, why there's a lot of concern, or, and this is based on misunderstanding in terms of Sharia. There's a concern that well, if uh, the the a couple if a couple is a, is divorcing here, the default law that will apply to, for example, children in custody of children is Sharia, and that mm-hmm. means yeah, again a, a, a wrong belief that somehow ch- the children will go to the state. That is not true, and this is why I just I keep getting reminded that of the misconceptions that exist, and that's why I thought it would be healthy for us to do a refresher on what it means for, for couples to A, divorce here that are not Muslim cu- couples and to what Sharia really means uh, for the purposes of divorces and other personal status uh, matters. So with regards to non-Muslim couples um, they will always have a choice um, they will have a choice to either apply the laws of, um, of their own countries or, or the Sharia law. Uh, so the Sharia is there as an option but it's not a default option for non-Muslim couples uh, nor is it a forced option. So for, for the Sharia to apply to a divorce, it has to be agreed by both parties because ultimately if the parties are not Muslim, so the Sharia does not apply to them by default. So in order for it to apply, it has to be agreed mutually. With regards to otherwise, if they don't agree to Sharia, then it has to be by by the laws of of their countries. And Dubai being so cosmopolitan and so diverse that in itself is not a very simple matter because all, most couples here come from different countries, mm. and therefore it's a different set of, set of laws that uh, that may uh, dictate their. Um, uh, their divorce, uh, but ultimately the the responsibility will be for the couples to file a request. Whoever it is, the whichever spouse wants to file a divorce proceedings, they will have to file with the Dubai courts, Let's say if the proceedings were in Dubai, but it's the same um, same process with all the other Emirates. It would be a proceeding to file a divorce, and they would have to claim which uh, the laws of which country they would want to apply, and then the, the burden will be on the, that party to prove what first of all that that law should apply versus, for example, the spouses or the other spouses' um, laws. And <laughs> Uh, one and two also what those laws are and so this is why in in many ways a lot of couples sometimes choose to actually get divorced elsewhere because they don't have to necessarily prove to the courts here what for example the laws of Ireland are in terms of in terms of uh, in terms of divorce Uh, but that being said there's been plenty and there's been plenty of divorces and the courts here are familiar in applying foreign laws and I can talk more about it after the break
1: okay well we will come back to that actually because it is there's an awful lot more to discuss there but if you have a question about uh, divorce if you are going through a particularly difficult uh, patch at the moment or are considering divorce or are just interested in how that may apply if you're not from uh, the United Arab Emirates and you're here uh, married we'll come back to that. If you do have a question for Lord Miller that's not the only topic today. Legal questions in general. You by the national dot Oil prices have fallen after shale drillers in the US added two more rigs last week. It takes the total number of rigs in the country to 749 that's the most since September when US output was at 9.5 million barrels a day, the highest monthly level since April of 2015. However, oil prices still held close to their highest level since mid-2015, following the extension of a deal on production cuts by OPEC members and other oil producers.
0: Brent crude is currently trading down 1.02% at $63.08 a barrel. WTI is also trading down at 1.18% at $57.67 a barrel. In trading today, the spot price for gold is $1,275 per troy ounce, down 0.54%.
1: Your national and international commodity news update.
0: In association with thenational.ae. Follow online for the latest news, podcasts and video coverage. Or pick up your copy today. The National. The Middle East. Explained.
1: Dubai Eye Traffic.
0: In association with McDonald's.
1: Danny Norton has his eye on what's happening. What's
0: going on do OK, so there's been a crash on the E11 Sharjah bound. That's just as you approach the Mall of the Emirates, which is causing some delays. Further down, Zayed Road, traffic is building as usual from DXB International Airport up to Sharjah. There's been a couple of incidents on Emirates Road that are causing delays as you move from Dubai into Sharjah. Moving on to Al-Kale Road, and there's some slow-moving traffic near the intersection with the D69. And then there's the usual heavy traffic on the E11. Again, charge Mound just after murder city center if i missed anything then do let me know you can text on four double zero one or for free via the messenger app but only of course if it's safe to do so dubai eye traffic in association with mcDonald's pure halal angus beef meets yummy mushrooms with the mushroom signature burger McDonald's.
1: I'm loving it. This is Drive Live with Natalie Lindo-Taylor and Tim Elliott. Back to legal questions in a moment. 4001 or via the free app to talk to Ludmilla today to ask a question. Come on the line 423 1010 if you'd like to talk to her uh, directly. This is what we're giving away this hour. First of two Dubai International Film Festival uh, competitions today. As my phone goes crazy um, for two tickets to go and see an exclusive screening of James Franco's new movie. It's called The Disaster Artist. Tell us when Dubai International Film Festival kicks off. The day and the date. All right? Simple as that. Text it in 4001. Put your name on there and we'll give you two tickets to go to what will be an exclusive screening on the 9th of December. Okay, but when does Diff actually kick off? That's the first of the competitions today. We've also got John Bishop tickets and we've got another uh, competition for another movie at Diff that we're going to be giving away today. Two for the price of one, as it were. In fact, uh, two for the price of none when I think about it, NLT.
0: Just just as text or if you're doing it by the app, it's free.
1: Yeah, even a, cheaper
0: anyway great. we are here talking Drive Live Talks Legal our guest is Ludmilla Yamalova and Ludmilla we were talking about divorce and you're kind of running us through the process and the different options and I guess one thing that's really stuck out to me lots of us are, are parts of groups on social media and, and you hear a lot of people giving out advice that's hearsay they're that, oh, if you, all if you want to get divorced you have to do this and then you do this or you can only get divorced in your country or you have to have Sharia law what, what is the truth behind lots of these rumours and hearsay?
2: Uh, well, without sounding like I'm promoting the legal services, but you, you do go to the to the experts. You do go to the professionals. Just like, for example, if you are looking, if you're not well and you're looking for uh, advice on what's what's wrong with your health, you should be going to seeing a doctor. And, and Google. Uh, well, I mean, I think many of us are doctors these days, and lawyers yeah. and engineers because of Google. But ultimately, if you have a serious problem and, and you need you need professional advice, and so you go to the professionals. If it's a health issue, go to doctors. If it's a dental issue, go to the dentist. If it's a financial issue, the, the financial consultant, and so on and so forth. So if it is a legal issue, uh, unless you unless unless you know that the person that is giving you advice has some um, um, some background in the in the matter and has the I guess the knowledge, or understanding, or the experience to provide you with that sort of advice, just you know, take everything with a grain of salt because it's just you, you don't you know you shouldn't be relying on the advice of someone unless you're absolutely sure that they know. That's one, two, which makes it even more important in this particular jurisdiction is that this is where you m- most of us here are foreigners and many of us um, are not here as long as others but even those of us who have been here for quite a while um, it, the the laws here change the practice evolves and and the legal system in general uh, evolves and the pr- and the business and the society evolves and there, therefore a lot of these things actually evolve as the time goes on I mean last uh, two weeks ago I talked about the new Dubai law on the on setting t- setting up a new Center for uh, expats to register their wills with the Dubai courts. I mean, this is a very new law, and no one even saw it coming. It just happened. So these are sort of things that are very important to the re- to those of us who live here, and so it's important to go to the professionals who can advise you of I1, i, I um, um, one, either the relevant law, or the, the updates to the particular laws that, that govern your matter.
1: That's the point, isn't it? Laws do change. There are amendments. You do need to keep up with the official Gazette in your uh, example, uh, Ludmilla. Let's go to to the phone lines talk to Fatima. You uh, have a question, Fatima, for Miller. I think about, uh, what, separation and uh, if you have a couple of properties. Is that right?
3: Yes. Yes, that's right.
1: Yes. Okay. Hello, everyone. Uh, Hello, good Fatima. to have you on. Let's uh, put your question yes. to Miller, if you would.
3: Okay. Yes. Um, I've been married for 30 years, and my husband and I are talking about being split up because there are irrever- um, differences that we can't resolve. Um, We have a few properties that we own in the UAE. All of the properties have my name 50% and his name 50% because we have both worked from day one till now. Um, He is saying that if we're going to split up, we have to go by Sharia law, and that will mean that I don't get 50%, even though it says that on all the paperwork. Is that the case? Is, is that true?
2: Uh, and so Fatima, um, given your, your name and the comment you made um, by your husband's uh, reference to Sharia law, I'm assuming you're Muslim. Yeah. As a couple, So uh, where your husband is correct is that under Sharia law, there isn't um, a default division of assets 50-50, okay? Default, I said default. However, in other words, so let's say if you own something, if you own a bank account, it doesn't go, let's say it's his name, or it's in Mm -hmm. your name, it doesn't go 50-50. However, so in other words, under Sharia, whatever assets belong to you, they're yours, whatever assets are in his name are his. So in the the event of property, since they have uh, both of your names, so your share belongs to you and his share belongs to him so there isn't a division and there is
3: no sharia that that has to but that's to under stay sharia that.
2: but that's under sharia under sharia that's is that okay. you have your, your what what is yours is yours what is his is his so if if okay. you have properties that are, you own jointly then therefore uh-huh. you own the half, half presumably it's 50-50 so 50% of yes, that yes. you own by by under sharia so you don't need to worry about it so it's not that sharia uh, will take that interest from you it's just that you cannot okay. claim for example let's say your husband's earnings 50 or the savings mm-hmm. that are uh, no, 100% I, and name. I
3: understand that. I yeah. understand that. So
2: otherwise, whatever the,
3: but just to just to conform. So if we own a villa, for example, and the villa says 50 percent, my name 50 percent his. In the case of a split up, I get my 50 percent. Correct. So that 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 Correct. nothing and Sharia doesn't ag- um, disallow me from doing that. No,
2: no, no. Sharia gives no. you what's yours is yours, which is 50 percent of that property is yours. That's an al-Sharia. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Thank Fatima. you so much for your Hopefully help. that's good advice.
1: Yes.
3: Um, that, I- that is,
1: yes. Well, very sorry to hear after 30 years, but uh, I have to say so we happy. wish you all the best. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming okay, bye-bye. That's Fatima. It's an interesting point, that, isn't it? Alimony uh, is something I want to ask you about, mm-hmm. but the split of assets, how that works, you've kind of uh, outlined in that particular instance. But can I ask you specifically about uh, alimony, uh, how that works, Linda?
2: Uh, so, or if it does work. Right. Well, and it depends on which law is applied. Right. So under Sharia, uh, there is limited alimony. And that is, it, it, there is, there are two types of alimony. One, be provided by contract. And in some uh, Muslim marriages, it, it, there, it's actually sort of common practice to have an agreement before marriage. And in that agreement, there is an outline or of how parties, what the alimony might be in the event of divorce. Uh, absent of that agreement, the court uh, normally give about three months, in general, in just rough terms, generally three months of um, alimony for the wife. So the husband has to support the wife for three months, and there's also a possibility of getting another six months of alimony. But that's basically, that's that's the extent of it. Uh, there isn't a requirement that the husband will support the wife until you know, until whenever, unless the wife, unless they have children. And if they have children, if these are minor children, and they remain with the wife or with the mother, then the husband has the, the obligation to support the children financially until either they have reached certain age and they go back to him, and that's usually the age of 13, uh, So, and legally then they can be with him, and if he doesn't, if he prefers for the mother to take care of the continued care take care of them, then he has the obligation to continue to support them financially, which is a percentage of his salary. You know, obviously, it's sufficient to accommodate um, the well-being of the children until, uh, as long as they're minor children and not able to support themselves.
1: Okay. Um, let me just bring up uh, the question of children, though, the question of custody, how that works under Sharia Law, and also guardianship. And I suppose as well, the distinction between those two terms...
2: Uh, right, and so there is um, the, the two terms of the guardian, gu- guardianship and custody. Guardianship is a long-term right, legal right, uh, for one parent or another to have. Uh, to is it to to take care of the children, and and that usually implies living with the children and then just supporting the children, having all their legal obligations to make decisions on behalf of the children or for the children. So that's guardianship, that's long-term. Custody is something temporary. So a t- a temporary, and that could be, for example, let's say the parents leave, I mean, I'm just using as an example, Par- parents leave for a six-month um, vacation um, right. or uh, w- work, and then so they can give custody, for example, to the extended family. Now, in cases of marriages or divorces, under Sharia, the um, uh, children, th- the father has the, the uh, guardianship, so that's the long-term right um, to um, to look after the children. So the guardianship is with the father, but the uh, custody um, can be with the mother or will stay with the mother for the children under the age of 13, um, and then after that, uh, it uh, reverts back to the father, the custody that is to the father. So then, at that point, the father will have both the, the guardianship uh, and and uh, custody um, unless he prefers for the mother to continue to have custody of the children so that's under Sharia under other laws that's not the case there isn't that sort of division and this is where a lot of um, expat couples worry about I mean first of all they, they think that that's they have a wrong uh, wrong interpretation and understanding of Sharia, thinking that in the event they divorce somehow the children under Sharia, they say this and we hear this all the time, go to the state. It mm. Does not happen. Um right. yeah, it's just it doesn't happen that way. But uh but and but if if the laws of other countries apply in in most other countries um that are not um are the, not Muslim countries, um it's basically it's however people either parents agree or whoever has the capacity those are the legal capacity and the mental capacity to take care of the children
1: so don't go with hearsay talk to a legal expert preferably once again that's uh, the advice government approved tariffs for legal services we're going to find out what they are if they are next we've been talking about divorce just trying to uh, iron out the wrinkles if you like trying to highlight what is the case and what isn't the case Um, a refresher I am an expat woman married from the US Muslim, I'd like to obtain a legal divorce here in the UAE. My ex divorced me verbally, but uh, Islamically, so under Sharia. How do I proceed?
2: Well, first of all, if so, and since you're Muslim, a Muslim couple, and your ex divorced you Islamically, verbally, and if if you believe that this has been done properly, then therefore, legally speaking, in Islamic terms, you are divorced. Now, if you want, so your original marriage was registered in the US, so the easiest way for you uh, now to validate um, that divorce is to. Go back to the U.S. and um, and and divorce or file divorce proceedings there, and then once you get a divorce proceeding from the U.S., then you can validate it. I mean that's one way of doing it. Then you can um, you can validate it here, um, and that so that's one. The other way is for you to file uh, with the personal ca- status courts here a uh, request for divorce, and you can cite the fact that your husband has already divorced you, and so you just want basically a validation from the court uh, that that divorce is final. Uh, but then you just need to make sure that that particular divorce paper will ultimately be uh, also enforced in the US. So you have two angles, you can start from the US and then validate here, or you can start here and then validate in the US one way or the other being an expat is, um, is much more complicated um, than when you live in the same place.
0: And just now we were discussing, Lyudmila, Tim and I, uh, our work marriage, if if I wanted a divorce from Tim.
2: Such that it is. um,
0: No, if I wanted a divorce from Tim, we're both British, but we live here now. What if Tim said, I want a divorce under British law, and I said,
2: no, I want a divorce here. How, How do you go about resolving that? And, and this is a key question that relates to our listeners' question, and that is, you always need to keep in mind that, I mean, ideally, you always want to affect divorce in the country where it was registered originally, ideally, because that's sort of the originating source of the validity that that, um, that created that marriage. Um, so if you start from there, then everything else is much easier because then it's just a matter of validation. So if you get a certificate, for example, from England that you're, you are now divorced, you just, just like you bring your marriage certificate here and have it attested here, legally tra- attested, you will have D- you will do the same thing with a divorce certificate so that's the easiest way of doing it but in many ways uh, for o- all sorts of reasons like you said either because it's practically not a p- not possible or convenient for parties to to do it in the, in the original country or one party doesn't want uh, then it may be that you'll have conflicting uh, conflicting uh, efforts and ultimately you for example Natalie want to do it in England so you would file in England and Tim wants to do it in the UAE so but Tim's you know, Tim's divorce will ultimately if he ever plans to go to the UAE, he needs to be mindful of that particular divorce um, certificate will have to be attested and recognized in the the UK. So, and if it was not done as to as as per either the British laws or somehow the interpretation of the British laws was not correct, it may be invalidated in the UK. But it may be at the same time that Tim does not care uh, to validate that certificate in the UK because he plans to live in the UAE forever and then move to um, Thailand. So um, (laughs) for example, so it may not be important for you uh, so it can be and, and we see this quite often it can be fairly fairly messy if you will is that you may have different court orders uh, floating around So, but it all depends on where you're ultimately the plans will take you
1: This we've not been doing this program together for a few months and this is where we are NLT may I observe
0: well it's just good to have timely advice from Ludmilla <laughs> on know. Our- <laughs> on our marriage situation Tim. forewarned
1: is forearmed apparently <laughs> on here. last question for today um, and this is completely different so uh, let's move uh, away from divorce for a moment are there government approved tariffs for legal services the fees are wildly different from lawyer to lawyer for example this person says Ishmael says one lawyer charges 3,000 dirhams for an hour of consulting while others charge for an outcome or for a service so whatever it's different uh, could you outline very quickly how sure I
2: mean number one, there are no legal regulations in this country or any other country that I know of uh, that sets um, any minimum or maximum amounts for legal services. Uh, And this applies so there are no laws dictating this, number one. Uh, But number two, this does not really, this no such regulations exist for any other service such as medical services, for example, or accountancy services or uh, financial services and such. There are no regulations in terms of minimum and maximum. It is contractual. And contractual means what? It's up to the parties to decide what makes sense for them what does not make sense, so it's not a forced uh, arrangement, and therefore, you governments usually come into play when, um, when there are certain services that somebody is required to take by virtue of laws. For example, um, insurance. You know, if insurance is is manda- mandated by law, the governments may regulate that particular industry and set certain limits because they know that parties are required by law to have insurance, and so they, they want to avoid abuse. But for legal services, something it's 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 voluntary. It's um it's private. Decided, there are no laws that require for for parties to engage legal services. Absolutely, there are no um, um, there are no tariffs or no regulations, and they're very similar to if you go to a doctor. You there are some doctors that charge hundred dirhams, others charge a uh, thousand uh, dirhams or a hundred thousand dirhams for the same service. Um, for accounting services, um, hotels, you know, it's, there's a whole range of services. So you pay for for the quality, um, and if it doesn't make sense, you go somewhere else where you believe you can get the same quality but for less amount of money.
1: Right. Ludmilla Yamalova is from Yamalova and Plethka. You can find her in JLT. But for the next month, uh, you're with the Grizzlies in Oregon, aren't you?
2: Indeed, yes. We might come back looking like one, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Perish that thought. Uh, happy holidays, whatever Thank the, the, the uh, pleasantry is. Nice to see you. Thank you, Ludmilla.
0: There's just so much more to hear.
1: Download our podcast at Dubai Eye 1038.com.